Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord, and I'm grateful for you stopping by. I have been playing nonstop the Allman Brothers Band. I am fresh off a musical pilgrimage of sorts. My wife and I visited Macon, Georgia, the ancestral home, if you will, of the Allman Brothers Band. And it's there that we visited the Allman Brothers Band Museum, uh, their hippie communal pad from 1970 to 1973, affectionately known then as the Big House. And that trip was kind of a bucket list trip of sorts. I am a fan of the Allman Brothers Band, and on this podcast I have uh, made efforts to speak of some eloquence and authority on the song Mountain Jam, the 33-minute version that is on uh, the Eat a Peach album uh, released in 1972. And incidentally, uh, that album uh, is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Also, on a personal note, that album is one that changed my life. And this particular episode will we'll serve as a prequel of sorts to the new uh, podcast uh, series that I'm developing called The Album That Changed My Life. A few episodes ago, I provided a sneak preview of, of that episode, uh, of the debut episode of The Album That Changed My Life. And that debut episode will focus on the Paul Butterfield Blues Band's 1966 album, East West. The Allman Brothers Band was very much influenced by uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and covered several of, of their songs. And in the moment of my visit to the big house, um, I just got caught up in the the sheer emotion. I mean, the the house itself is is filled with all kinds of Allman Brothers memorabilia and ephemera. There are guitars, concert programs, uh, guitar picks. Uh, there's Greg Allman's huge Hammond B3 organ. I mean, right there. As soon as you pay for your ticket, it's in the next room. Upstairs, I was able to uh, pay my respects to Dwayne Allman's bedroom and saw his his library, and and also saw the guitar, the beautiful Les Paul gold top guitar in which he played on many Allman Brothers songs, but most famously on the Layla album. Uh, a lot of folks uh, attribute uh, Layla with Eric Clapton. Uh, but also, Dwayne Allman uh, played on that entire album. He, he briefly he he was a uh, a special guest member of Derek and the Dominoes, and that beautiful guitar uh, was was upstairs in the big house, uh, valued at one point two five million dollars. Yes, a million dollar guitar. Uh, so much history, so much uh, music poured from that album from the late great. Dwayne Allman. And in the next few segments, you will you will hear me um, at uh, the big house paying uh, tribute and caught up in the, the, the emotion and all of the history of, 
of that visit. We then, uh, my wife and I later visited Rose Hill Cemetery, not too far, maybe a few miles uh, away from the big house and visited and paid respects to the graves of uh, Greg Allman and Dwayne Allman, Barry Oakley and Butch Trucks. And that was quite, uh, quite a poignant moment uh, for me on a personal note. And as I was visiting those sites and, and visiting those places, I thought about specifically at the big house, the, the music that emanated from, from those walls, the, the collaboration uh, that was embedded within the big house. I mean, this was a band that not only played together, this was a band that was formed from the vision of of two brothers, Greg and Dwayne, but this was a band that lived together and all their families and uh, girlfriends and children all, all lived together in, in this one giant house. And I kept going back to, in my visit, the song from the first Allman Brothers band album, the eponymous 1969 album, and the particular track on there entitled Dreams. And that is such a powerfully <laughs> laced song that transcends the boundaries of rock and blues and jazz. And in the middle of that beautiful song, which I do highly recommend you track down and, and, and look up, there, there is this just wonderfully wrought solo from Dwayne Allman. And I'm not sure if he played that Layla guitar or not, but I do know that that was the first time that he played slide guitar. Dwayne Allman is famous for his slide guitar playing and on various uh, guitar player lists, he ranks very high in, in that skill. And that's a solo that it's, it's almost Coltrane in, in execution, but it is still uniquely Dwayne Allman. And, and the story goes is that they, the band, uh, when they recorded the album in New York City, uh, that they, they, in essence, recorded that album in two weeks, which, which, is, which is a pretty uh, tough thing to do uh, when you think about the songs on that album and, and what goes into writing the song. But this was a band that was tight. This was a band that, that had this communal edge, if you will. This was a band that was united by this very unique vision of music, and they were very much committed to the brotherhood within the musical brotherhood within the band. And so they recorded, before they recorded that album, they had rehearsed those songs and they had gone into the studio with those songs down cold. But for whatever reason, Dwayne could not execute the guitar solo to his level of satisfaction. And they, they tried numerous takes, it didn't, it didn't work out. And, and finally, um, they, he, he basically said, listen, let's just record Dreams, leave enough space for me, I will overdub the solo later. And on the last day of the recording of the album, and uh, they, um, Dwayne said, "All right, listen, I'm just, I'm just going to do it." And so he he asked that the studio lights uh, be turned off. They played the song, and he went to a corner in the, in, into the studio, and and uh, as legend has, sat on the floor with his guitar, and 
the band was in there and, and, and holding their collective breath and Dwayne plays this this masterpiece of, of, of slide guitar solo that, that uh, you can hear on the track. And his playing was so emotional, was so uh, sharp in execution that members of the band broke down in tears. They were very much moved by, by this. And I could hear that solo, if you will, as, as I was walking around the various rooms and I thought about, you know, the, the, the collaborative commitment that the Allman Brothers Band had and, and how that does and can um, funnel into the schoolhouse or in whatever organization that you have. And I thought about what, what are those moments that another colleague of mine has, has executed uh, with tenacity and passion that would move me to tears. And I didn't have to go far. Uh, I went back the previous week in our schoolhouse uh, where we devoted time to a passion portal. And the passion portal is basically a school-wide event where teachers are able to tap into their passions and we spend about an hour or so uh, with various sessions where teachers are uh, teaching and sharing their passion. And we had a plethora of, of, of moments. This was the second time that we had done it. And I remember, you know, with, with some anticipation, the, the first time that we had done it, it was very successful. And, and I hope that we hadn't reached our sophomore slump with the Passion Portal. As you all know, that this has been a very challenging and demanding year on educators at every level in any role in the schoolhouse. And I was hoping that the Passion Portal would not be diminished uh, by the fact that this was one additional thing that was being put upon a teacher's plate in the schoolhouse I get to serve. Uh, well, well, sure enough, the teachers that I do get to serve came through and tapped into their passions. And we had various sessions, whether it was board games or escape rooms or drones or even cornhole, where every faculty member, every staff member got to share their passion with a student or group of students. And every student got to pick and choose what, what session they wanted to go to. And I remember there was one particular session where, again, I was floating around and, and making sure everyone had what they needed and checking in and, and, and tweeting things out. And I remember just being caught up in the moment and, and being moved to a small set of tears. I was proud of our teachers. I was proud of the energy and excitement that was happening within, within our schoolhouse. Kids were engaged, teachers and staff members were engaged, all of it united by the fact that a teacher or staff member was sharing his or her passion and a student wanted to learn more about that. And then they were engaged and it just led to this really cool synergy that, that got me choked up a little bit. And I thought about how the members of the Allman Brothers Band were, were there in that studio uh, rallying around Dwayne Allman, showing a sign of support as he was expressing his passion for that beautiful slide guitar solo on Dreams. 
So in the next few segments, you'll you'll hear a little bit of my uh, babbling, uh, if you will, on uh, my trip to the big house in Macon, Georgia. And I'm very grateful for that moment. And I'm very grateful to share that moment uh, with you. And take a listen, and then I'll catch you in the final segment, and we'll we'll wrap things up. Again, this is the Principal Liner Notes, and this is Sean Gaylord. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more in the next few segments of my live in-person field experience, literally, um, at the Big House Museum in Macon, Georgia, and Rose Hill Cemetery, also in Macon, Georgia, as well. It truly is amazing walking around the big house, home of the Allman Brothers from 1970 to 1973. And you can almost hear echoes of songs like Blue Sky, Ramblin' Man, Jessica, Mountain Jam, all emanating from the walls. I can only imagine the collaboration and creativity that happened in this spot between this band and I think of how the dots were connected here to an album that changed my life, Eat a Peach. Here at Rose Hill Cemetery here in Macon, Georgia. And this is a place of great peace, a place of a lot of history. The Allman Brothers Band, this was one of their haunts. This uh, tombstones here served as the basis for two of their songs, uh, one being in memory of Elizabeth Reed and the other being Little Martha. And I am here at the grave sites of four members of the original Allman Brothers Band uh, who are buried here. Barry Oakley, Dwayne Allman, Greg Allman and Butch Trucks and quietly paying my respects to a band whose music has helped shape and change my life and, and had and given so many people so much joy and still does. So just a moment of gratitude and peace for a band that shaped the soundtrack of my life and played on the album that changed my life. I will add as I'm standing here at uh, Rose Hill Cemetery and I'm here in the, uh, the Allman Brothers uh, burial plot and as I look at uh, Dwayne Allman's uh, tombstone in the background I hear uh, birds chirping and birds singing and, and I'm sure he would appreciate their music uh, as he on, on several several performances uh, emulated uh, the sound of birds chirping as he took his uh, slide guitar to emulate that sound um, Heard, heard very beautifully 
at the end of uh, Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, in which he played with Clapton. And then also uh, you hear it uh, at, at various points uh, during uh, Mountain Jam on the Eat a Peach album. And I just thought I would add just a quick little postscript uh, to that as I'm here on a beautiful spring day here at Rose Hill Cemetery in Macon, Georgia, paying my respects to the Almond Brothers Band. There's so much I want to say about Eat a Peach. There's so much I want to say about the Allman Brothers. There's so much I want to say about music. But as I gaze at my copy, my well-played copy of Eat a Peach by the Allman Brothers Band, I think about how this album has not only changed my life, but it has sustained me over, over the years. I believe I was a senior in high school, probably around 1987, 1988, when this album first landed in my grasp. And knowing that this was a double album and that this was an album that was serving as an elegy, if you will, for Dwayne Allman, the fallen Almond Brother at, at the time. This album does hold a little more special merit for me. I will say that Mountain Jam, all 33 minutes of it, showed me that music can be a free-form, exhilarating, collaborative experience. And then that collaboration requires trust, tenacity, vision, and courage to take giant musical steps as the Allman Brothers did on that live version. I find it surprising that Dickie Betts, the other guitarist in the Allman Brothers band, the other original lead guitarist in the Allman Brothers band, commented that this version of Mountain Jam on the Eat a Peach album is not their best version. Uh, they had played it several times before as a touring band and just kind of blows my mind because the song has so much significance for me and it exhilarates it challenges me it motivates me it inspires me and there's just so much humanity on that track but there's so much humanity in in this album the album kicks off with ain't wasting time no more by greg allman writing a song of tribute and sadness and loss over the death of his brother. Then it's followed by Les Brères in A minor, which is a Dickie Betts instrumental. Basically, he lifted a solo off uh, Whipping Post, something that he had been riffing on in that version, and they completed an entirely new song from that. Then, of course, Melissa, one of the big hits from the album and one of the most enduring songs that many people love and has served as as the soundtrack for the first dance at a wedding or uh, may, maybe it was a song tucked away on a mixtape trying to uh, serve as a substitute for words and, and this song is a musical expression of love on that imaginary mixtape that I'm kind of making in my head. Uh, then you've got a, a trio of, of live tracks uh, left over from the Fillmore East sessions. Mountain Jam, of course, mentioned before. Two blues numbers, One Way Out. Trouble No More, which was the first song that the Allman Brothers Band played together in its original incarnation. 
and then three studio tracks recorded with Dwayne, Stand Back, The Majestic Blue Sky, and then the beautiful uh, instrumental track, Little Martha, which uh, features Dwayne playing dobro uh, with uh, Dickie Betts, his guitar playing uh, sidekick on uh, acoustic guitar. Also, it is the, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is the last recorded song of Dwayne Allman. An album that inspires, uplifts, and, and, and changed my life and showed me possibilities in, in collaboration. I know that maybe for, for you, Eat a Peach may not be that album. Or, or, or Eat a Peach, for those of you that are listening, uh, is that album. And, and I hope that I'm doing justice uh, to the album on, on both fronts for those of you who are not initiated in, in, in the, the musical uh, majesty of this album. And for those of you that put this album on, on your Desert Island Disc uh, Top 3 list. I hope I've done it justice. And most importantly, I hope I've done justice to the vision and enduring legacy of the Allman Brothers Band. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for your patient indulgence as I went down a rabbit hole recounting my visit to Macon, Georgia and the Allman Brothers Band Museum, affectionately known as the Big House. Thank you to the enduring musical legacy and collaborative joy that is the Allman Brothers Band. I am very grateful for the album, Eat a Peach. Be sure to check that out. It can be found in your local friendly neighborhood uh, record store, or you can stream it on the favorite streaming platform of your choice. I highly recommend that you add that album to your collection. It is an album that has changed my life. And speaking of albums that are changing lives, I want to give a nod to my new upcoming podcast series, The Album That Changed My Life. That is dropping very soon, and it will feature the Paul Butterfield Blues Band's 1966 world-changing album, East West, an album that struck a definite chord in my life and still strikes a chord in my life. And I'm eternally grateful for it. And I do hope that you enjoy it. And I look forward to your response and your reaction. As always, I am grateful for your support and grateful for your time in tuning in. As always, do not forget to share your dreams with the world because they do help make the world a better place and the world is better because of you. This is Sean Gaylord signing off for now. Thanks. And as always, peace. And as always, there is a flip side and I hope to catch you there.